Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to educating and empowering men to address erectile dysfunction, improve confidence, and enhance the satisfaction in their relationships. This podcast is brought to you by ErectionIQ.com. Learn more at ErectionIQ.com. Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. I am Mark Goldberg, Certified Sex Therapist. I am deeply passionate about working with men like you to help resolve their ED. We're talking ED radio podcast, performance, anxiety, and dissecting kind of all the root causes of performance anxiety that ends up with erectile dysfunction. We hear from our listeners time and time again, this is a topic that's really affecting their lives and they're kind of hungry for more educational content around it. So how about when problems in relationships spill out into the bedroom? So a lingering fight with a spouse or a partner. And so this kind of, if a relationship issue is causing ED, correct me if I'm wrong, but that would mean it's a multifactorial cause of erectile dysfunction in that situation or because I hear that word a lot when I'm on our website erectioniq.com and I, I, I hear you use that word a lot. Is that what you're getting at when you use multifactorial causes of ED? So multifactorial means that there is usually not, when I say usually, there never really is a single cause of erectile dysfunction. The mind is extremely complex. Mm-hmm. The body is very complex and the erection system, while we have in many ways simplified it with medical interventions, um, it really is quite a complex process. Mm. It is very rare there's one issue, certainly on the psychogenic side, that is causing or contributing to erectile dysfunction. As an example, you can find two men in very similar relationship situations. Let's say they both have um, critical partners. One man really internalizes that because his psychological makeup makes him uh, vulnerable and susceptible to that criticism, that feedback, and he really feels it very strongly. While another man with the same type of criticism really lets it roll off his back. These two men are going to have very different outcomes when it comes to erections and sexual encounters. Um, That would be an example of something which is multifactorial just within one issue. So there's the relationship, but there's how each person is absorbing what the inputs are into the relationship. We can also layer in pornography use. We can also layer in uh, medical issues such as uh, something that might not be a um, total game stopper, but may have some impact on uh, blood flow. You can layer in general mental health, predisposition to anxiety, Mm. depression, uh, length of the relationship. So as we kind of name the factors, that's that's when we begin to see that no two situations are really the same, um, and therefore no no two outcomes are really going to be the same. So can performance anxiety impact couples in longer-term relationships, new relationships? What's most common there? So I don't think that there is an easy way to say what is most common. Uh Um, I think what we probably see is that there is an event Mm -hmm. or a situation that will stir up performance anxiety. Mm -hmm. So 
It makes sense that in the beginning of a relationship or in a short-term relationship, you may see a higher rate of performance anxiety as compared to a segment view of a long-term relationship where everything is going smoothly, there's no major bumps going on. However, performance anxiety is something that can creep in at really any stage of a relationship because mm-hmm. factors change, people's cha- people change, uh, the erection process, which is you know rather complex, uh, is not linear. It doesn't always stay the same. Yeah. Um, so oftentimes, um, you know, I'll meet with men who have had 20 plus years of uneventful sexual performance. Okay. Um, and then they have an, an, an experience which becomes multiple experiences of erectile dysfunction and then a performance anxiety develops from there. How about sexual desire and f- feeling a physical attraction to your partner? Is this something that's intertwined into today's discussion? I mean, not being sexually attracted to your partner because maybe there's a relationship issue going on. Do you see that factor into this? So I think it, it potentially factors in mm-hmm. in the following in the following sense. The less desire somebody feels, the less attraction that they feel toward a partner. Beyond not necessarily wanting to engage, yeah. it really opens the door to um, thinking. Yeah, and thinking is is oftentimes an anxious process. Um, if people feel high levels of desire it's really hard for anxiety to get in there. Mm. It's hard for, for there to be that space. When we talk about mind occupying, it's a word that I use a lot. Um, anxiety can be mind occupying, but the counter to that is desire. Yeah. It's wanting, wanting to engage in sexual activity. If the desire is there, if the attraction is there, um, that will oftentimes uh, preclude or at least make the anxiety that may exist really unfelt. So I think mm-hmm. it's connected in the sense that um, if somebody is not feeling that attraction, feeling that desire, performance anxiety will creep in. I will make mention, though, there is a difference between feeling neutral about sexual activity, yeah. meaning not really in the mood but not necessarily opposed. Um, a lot of times what I hear from people is I – like cognitively, I can understand and I see and I believe that my partner is attractive. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel a desire. I don't feel a pull. Oh, wow. And that's different than I don't find my partner attractive, which is a little bit more of like a wanting to distance oneself. Yeah. Um, I think that experience in and of itself, even without a performance anxiety, is probably going to have some impact on uh, sexual performance. Okay. So let's talk solutions, potential solutions here. If relationship issues are causing issues in the bedroom, uh, if they're you know exacerbating performance anxiety. Casey, is it, is it okay I, if I clarify one other point, oh, which sure, I think is yeah. really, really important for our listeners? There are relationship issues, and then there is um, performance anxiety from a relational perspective. And I want to make sure that our listeners are getting that distinction clear. Yeah. Um, if couples are in conflict, if they're fighting, I, I I would generally view that not so much as performance anxiety, um, but as a distancing in the relationship. Um, and that in and of itself, I think, can have a, a strongly negative impact on sexual performance. Now, 
in a certain sense, we're splitting hairs here because if a person is in conflict in their relationship, yeah. and they go to engage in sexual activity, they probably are having all sorts of thoughts, um, including worry, concern, fear about where the relationship might be going, yeah, which definitely. one could say are performance anxiety based. But there is a difference between relationship conflict and worrying about what a partner might be thinking. Got it. So I think there is a higher number of men who are experiencing relationship-based performance anxiety mm -hmm. in the absence of conflict. Mm. So um, men can have very supportive partners yeah. and they can still experience relationship-based performance anxiety. They can still be worried about what's the partner really thinking. And um, as many people out there who experience anxiety know, uh, there really is no easy answer a lot of times to the what if questions. Yeah. Like, what if what if uh, my partner's lying to me? What if they're just trying to make me feel better? Um, so that relational performance anxiety can uh, exist and persist even in the absence of... I want to talk solutions. If myself and my partner were having relationship issues, low-hanging fruit as a solution might be... Let's go to couples therapy. Is that is that something you'd recommend? Um, does that help in the bedroom? Like what? And I just because I'm curious if sex therapy and couples therapy are different, or is there a lot of overlap? So there is definitely a lot of overlap okay. uh, between couples therapy and sex therapy. But this is where a proper assessment is really really critical mm. to determining what those next steps are. And I think what you're what you're bringing up is really important. Um, many people self-diagnose. Oh yeah, they're pretty convinced they have identified what the problem is. And I'm not saying people are wrong, and I'm not saying people shouldn't be thinking about this and they shouldn't be introspective. But it really is complex and it's multifactorial. And when you are the person who's experiencing that sexual dysfunction, yeah, naturally you're going to try to find. What is going on? How can I get to the solution as quickly as possible? What I see is that there's a tendency to overlook other factors that may be involved. So it's not uncommon that I will um, have a consult with a couple who are really seeking to resolve um, a man's sexual dysfunction. Um, and they've determined it's a couple's issue based on factors that I don't necessarily agree with. And I will strongly encourage them, you know, let's start with an individual assessment mm. so we can try to really determine if couples therapy or couples sex therapy is going to be the best route or not. So I would encourage everybody to um, really try to work with a professional yeah. and have that conversation before determining what the best form of treatment is. All that being said, couples therapy is really good mm -hmm. for opening up channels of communication, uh, for being able to resolve conflict. Um, I, I do think that a lot of times um, sexual dysfunction in one partner can be um, very much resolved um, sustainably with couples sex therapy. Okay. Um, but I think that knowing what to explore and what to talk about is oftentimes easier to identify if that's done in an individual setting first. 
So you said individual assessment. I just want to have you clarify that for our listeners. Is that an individual assessment um, because they have potential sexual dysfunction and you want to see them checked out by a medical doctor? Or are you saying an individual assessment um, from a therapist? So the answer is both. So with any uh, sexual dysfunction, certainly erectile dysfunction, um, they do need to be examined by a doctor. Um, but beyond that, um, in order to really be able to discuss and assess all of the factors, it's not uncommon that a man uh, even knows certain things about himself that he's not comfortable or open to bringing up in front of a partner. Mm. Um, and that is not an uncommon experience that I have um, in, in the clinical setting. And those are really important factors. And if a partner is involved from the get-go, um, a lot of times it'll preclude being able to talk about those in the first place. Um, so when I talk about individual assessment, I mean with a therapist um, mm -hmm. to really be able to get a really solid overview. Um, there are times that things are going on that people are just not comfortable to talk about, even if it's not going to be brought up yeah. immediately in a couple's therapy setting. Um, if the therapist knows and... You know, the man whose experiences knows this is an important factor. Number one, that could be super helpful in the treatment process mm -hmm. and working maybe to eventually be able to share something or discuss something with a partner. Um, number two, there's a tremendous amount of cathartic relief that mm -hmm. men experience in, from what I've seen, um, just being able to come and say it out loud. Okay. And if the whole setting is a uh, couples therapy setting, and a person has made a decision already, they will never bring this up in front of their partner, yeah. they, they won't tell the therapist. Mm, I mean, while they're sitting on this really important piece that's crucial to their life, crucial to their overall experience, yeah. and they're hoping to be able to resolve their sexual dysfunction with the condition that a really important factor cannot be discussed. And I find that to be sometimes unhelpful. So I encourage Certainly when it comes to addressing a goal of sexual dysfunction, yeah. uh, my, my strong uh, preference is for an individual assessment okay. to really determine if uh, it's appropriate and what exactly the role of couple sex therapy would be. Wow. Okay. That's very thorough. Um, we're talking problems in the relationship that spill over into the bedroom and cause problems potential erectile dysfunction. Mark Goldberg, certified sex therapist. Do you have any other final thoughts for us on today's episode before we close it out here? Um, so I think we've covered this topic um, pretty thoroughly. Obviously, uh, there's so many manifestations um, of um, relationship-based performance anxiety. Yeah. Um, what I would emphasize is uh, the following. I think the take-home message for our listeners is just because you are having relationship-based performance anxiety does not mean there's a problem in your relationship. Um, anxiety is a uh, individual-based experience mm. more often than not. Um, I understand that, that sometimes there is some real powerful uh, negativity, criticism uh, going on in a relationship that can certainly feed and fuel that. Yeah. Um, but more often than not, that is really not the case. Um, so a lot of people do start to think that there's a problem in their relationship because yeah. they're experiencing that performance anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that oftentimes is really not the case. Uh, what I see is that more often than not, partners are very supportive and that information is just not getting through. So I want our listeners to really understand that relationship conflict and relationship-based performance anxiety are, are not necessarily the same thing and are not necessarily linked. 
Thanks for listening to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. For more information on today's topic and understanding how the mind impacts erectile dysfunction, please visit ErectionIQ.com. That's ErectionIQ.com.